Welcome, family. So glad you're here. I want to welcome you officially to the BCP podcast, BCP Unfiltered. Big hug to all of y'all. Appreciate all of you who are supporting us and our continued work, whether you're watching this on Patreon, the OG platform where we started this show on March 1st, 2021. Also, for those of you watching on Locals, that's more of the social media way of watching this with uh, lots of interaction. And then, of course, those of you watching this on Spotify or listening to this on the myriad podcast platforms that we're on. We're on all the major platforms at this point, from Apple to uh, iHeartRadio, uh, we're on Amazon. Uh, we're on Audible. It's very, very cool. So appreciate you being here, folks. Um, big hug to all of y'all. Big hug to all of y'all. Let's get started. By the way, yes, I'm wearing the same jacket that I'm wearing in, let's see, this way, right? That you see me wearing right there. <laughs> it's uh, it's fun to be doing this. All right, let's get into the news. Um, this is uh, interesting. This is interesting. This has to do with a supposed attempt on the life of Vladimir Putin. Now, why do I say the supposed? Because folks, let, let me, I'll read the news here in a second, but who do we know really to trust? Do we know to trust Russia? Do we know to trust Zelensky? I am not a pro-Russian guy. Don't get, don't get this twisted. But I, I believe more in Putin than I do in Zelensky and the globalists. Do not, please folks, let me just be very clear here. Do not confuse that with some sort of me saying that I am pro-Russian, that I believe in Russia, that Russia is uh, justified in everything they do. But let me tell you what happened to me over the weekend. Over the weekend, we had dinner, Mrs. BCP and myself, with someone that we actually met while we were in Germany back in October of last year. So about six, seven months ago, we were in Berlin. Uh, we met and made some uh, friends while we were there. Uh, one of those individuals is from Ukraine. And this person told us uh, then, and then we got more into it over a dinner conversation this past weekend, that they for, are from a Russian part of Ukraine where they speak Russian way better than they do the Ukraine language. They are Russian. And let's just say that their idea of what's going on in the Russian-Ukraine conflict as a Ukrainian is different than what Zelensky and the Western world would have you believe. That's all I got to say about that. But this is what we have here as far as the news is uh, concerned. Russia says it successfully prevented a drone strike from attacking the Gremlin overnight. There's dramatic footage showing what is claimed to be a terrorist attack. Two unmanned aerial vehicles were aimed at the Kremlin, says the Russian government through the official communication channel TASS. That's what they said today, Wednesday morning. 
releasing a statement alleging that they had fended off an attack against the heart of the Russian state by Ukrainian drones. Now, it seems to me that drones flying over would be, uh, and as you can see in the picture, it literally even says in English that this uh, anywhere near the Kremlin is a no drone zone. It seems like it would be a, now of course this is pictures of drones, that very different from the drones that would be the military drones that would be uh but that would be used but it seems like that would be very easy for them to uh very easy for them to intercept uh and find maybe not as i guess with drones because of they're smaller and they're faster and they don't they don't take up as large of a mass are a little bit slipperier uh and harder to detect uh perhaps than we can see from traditional manned aircraft. Ukraine has yet to has not yet claimed the attack and Russia has not offered any hard evidence of what happened. Nevertheless, it is claimed, oh wait, I'm sorry, we have an update here. Russia was clear in its accusation that Ukraine was responsible for the overnight attack and Ukraine was initially silent. I, I well, you, well, you saw me there, folks, was, I was, uh, I, I was, uh, refreshing the story. And so, uh, while no official statements through state channels have yet been issued, government spokesmen have spoken through Western media outlets to not only deny involvement, but to suggest the attack may have been the work of guerrillas working inside Russia. So either anti-Putin guerrillas or a false flag. Radio Free, Radio Free Europe cites a Ukraine government advisor who said, quote, the emergence of unidentified unmanned aerial vehicles at energy facilities or on Kremlin's territory can only indicate the guerrilla activities of local resistance forces. As you know, drones can be bought at any military store. So Russia is claiming a drone attack and Ukraine is saying, hell no, it wasn't us. It was the resistance movement against Putin. What are your thoughts? Feel free to share it down below. Okay, since we're talking about Ukraine, let's talk about Ukraine and, I don't know, the American deep state. A report by Lee Fang, a former journalist for The Intercept, states that the FBI is pressuring Facebook and other social media platforms to censor disinformation at the behest of the Ukrainian officials. Now, see, it, it, generally, the commentary would be, why is the American government supporting, why, why is the American government supporting Zelensky? Zelensky is acting like a true fascist, communist, dictator, despot, silencing religious leaders who oppose him, changing laws to only have one narrative. And that would seem something so un-American, anti-American, anti-our democratic principles that we have and that we espouse and that we hold true and dear in this, the Republic of the United States of America. It wouldn't make sense to us. But in fact, it really does make sense because our, cover, our, our current government is anything but a constitutional republic uh, that we are used to. It's run by dictators and despots 
just like this guy right here. Sorry, I, I gotta get used to this. Let me know, folks, if you en enjoy the new technology that I'm bringing in. We're no longer on YouTube, but we are still striving to bring you the best show possible. Zelensky, yes, I have the FBI. I have the American deep state doing my bidding. Now, here's the crazy thing. The FBI is pressuring Facebook and other social media platforms to do this, to, at their behest, censor disinformation at the behest of the Ukrainian officials, even when the information is not even false. Now, again, I said, it seems weird that the American government would be so behind Ukraine that is run by a despot and a despotic government. But then again, so is our current regime, that of the former vice president, Joe Biden, the fake president who did not even win the election of 2020. Fang spoke to Ilya Vitnuk, head of Ukraine's Department of Cyber Information Security, and reported his comments in an article for his newsletter. And this is what he said. Once we have a trace or evidence of disinformation campaigns via Facebook or other resources that are from the U.S., we pass this information to the FBI along with writing directly to Facebook. We ask FBI for support to help us with Meta, to help us with others, and sometimes we get good results with that. We say, okay, this was a person who was probably Russian influence. So not only is the current regime and the current FBI working with big tech to silence Americans, they are doing the bidding of a despot in another country. The FBI is working as the enforcement arm of propaganda for another country. The sins of the FBI get worse and worse and worse, my brothers and sisters. As they're fully exposed, now they are puppets of Zelensky. That's all I got to say about that. I mean, what are your thoughts, folks? I mean, we know. See, in the past, we were worried about the CIA and their involvement in things internationally. Uh, but it seems like in this day and age, our concerns are more than just the FBI. They now extend to, of course, excuse me, is, is more than just the CIA and now extends to the FBI. Speaking of the FBI and the going-ons over at the Department of Justice, remember the FBI is part of the Justice Department. As Juniorette reported, uh, by the way, folks, I am not on YouTube, but please, please support what used to be the bcp report channel on youtube it's now called nothing but the news with juniorette she is expanding her work there now that she's wrapping up her university studies and um has the uh, extra time she is going to be rolling out probably two episodes a day now i consulted with her it's her channel i've taken away all branding i don't want um you know i don't want her to uh I don't want her to lose that channel and that opportunity to, to grow there. But let's just say that if you were a fan of myself, James, the Black Conservative Patriot on YouTube, 
you're definitely going to be watching out for Junorette and her new show and what she's going to be doing there. You are going to definitely be able to tell that she is a product of Mrs. BCP and myself. That's all I got to say. Just make sure that you support her. Make sure that you are still subscribed over there. Don't unsubscribe just because you're mad at what YouTube did to me and my main channel. Please support her over there. Let me just say in the coming days, maybe a week, you're going to like what's going on over there. That's all I've got to say about that. Now, Merrick Garland, uh, the reason why I mentioned that is because last night, Junorette showed the clip of Merrick Garland doing what I'm about to report on here. Uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland stood by his claims that the Justice Department's probe into Hunter Biden for alleged text violations has never been improperly politicized within the agency. Now, of course, no one believes that BS. Hunter is supposedly still under investigation by the DOJ for tax fraud, money laundering, and violations of lobbying laws. Trump-appointed prosecutor David Weiss for months has been weighing if there is sufficient evidence for the grand jury to indict on, uh, on the reported charges. There's three tax crimes and that one gun crime. Obviously, they have his lying on the form to get a firearm. We know that he is a drug addict and that he was in rehab and kicked out of the military for his drug thing, yet he lied about it in his, uh, his firearms application. There absolutely is enough evidence to indict him. It's a farce. Uh, but, the, but the fact that Weiss hasn't done anything so far, I think we can draw the conclusion that nothing is going to be done. The Hunter Biden is going to get away with it. I just don't foresee anything happening. That being said, it is being reported, supposedly, that Hunter Biden may be indicted soon. The decision to charge Hunter Biden is close after four years of investigating, according to the Washington Post. U.S. Attorney from Delaware, the aforementioned David Weiss, as I told you, is a Trump appoint, uh, appointee, is leading the investigation. And this is what the Washington Post is reporting, probably due to leaks. But then again, the Washington Post is also uh, a propaganda outlet for the deep state. So this could be just smoke and mirrors. Pros prosecutors, prosecutors, mm, I just went Canadian there on you for a second. BCP family, I appreciate you being here with me. Your moral support is greatly appreciated. Um, I'm over YouTube, but it, you know, it, it. I wake up in the morning and uh, I go, man, I'm grateful that I was able to be on YouTube for as long as I am. It, do, it does suck, but I'm glad we were able to build a community here and I hope the community continues to grow. I appreciate your love and support. If I haven't said that from Mrs. BCP and myself and our family, we greatly, we, greatly, we greatly appreciate you. Prosecutors are nearing a decision on whether to charge President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, with tax and gun-related violations. Biden's attorneys met at Justice Department headquarters in downtown Washington last week to discuss the case with U.S. Attorney David Weiss. 
Typically, that sort of meeting in which defense attorneys urge prosecutors not to seek an indictment on their client or to seek reduced charges comes toward the end of an investigation. So that is why uh, the idea is that Hunter Biden is, if there's going to be charges, it's going to be imminent. And if nothing happens, they're going to dismiss this uh, forthwith very shortly because of this meeting uh, that took place and what that generally means that the investigation is drawing to a close. All right, let's move away from the fake president and his son and let's talk about the real president who should be in the White House, the one who was robbed and gave us this guy when we should have this guy. Here is the news. The latest Rasmussen polls show President Trump with a 59% favorability rating with all likely voters. This is over 10 points, currently at 11 points, better than Joe Biden. So Rasmussen, which is a very reputable outlet when it comes to polling, is showing us in 2023 what we saw in 2020 President Trump leading in every single matrix against Biden. But somehow, Trump loses to this guy. And we all know why. It's called rigged and a stolen election. I think that's all, all I really want to say about that. A new national telephone and online survey by Rasmussen Reports and Political Media Inc., finds that in a matchup against President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris, 51% of likely U.S. voters would vote for the Trump-DeSantis ticket compared to 43 for Biden-Harris. And that, that, that's the voting. And then, of course, I just gave you the favorability rating. This guy, the real deal, beats this Sad, sad excuse for a president. And of course, Biden isn't a president. He is a placeholder. He is a puppet. <sighs> now let's talk about the campaign. Let's talk about the campaign of Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. And why I put this picture of him being so sad. Joe Biden's re-election campaign is reportedly off to a very slow start. They have very few full-time staffers and they're lacking in fundraising. They have a lack of fundraising events after failing to report funding totals. But again, again, the what is it, folks? Let's be honest. Is it hubris? What is really going on here? Why is Joe Biden not worried? This is where I'm worried about next year and all of our support for President Trump so far may be for naught because they're just going to rig and steal the election again. They're going to lie and tell the people everyone liked Trump, but all of these false rape cases uh, out of Georgia, we may be seeing a RICO case. What's coming out of New York with uh, New York, that's a little exaggerated. What's coming out of New York with uh, Letitia James, 
and Alvin Bragg, and what, what who else? Who knows what else they're they're going to come out with in the coming year? They're going to lie and say, you know, Joe Biden won because, you know, we'll admit that Joe Biden doesn't have high favorability, but people hate Trump more than they like Biden, and that's why Biden won re-election. If Biden makes it that far, it seems like with the oh, I haven't forgotten. Did you forget that Joe Biden is involved in a classified document scandal? You haven't thought about that for a while, right? We're not talking about it. The left-wing media is not talking about it. And it sure seemed like that's that's how they were going to oust the fake president, Joe Biden. But now it just seems like, hmm. Now it just seems like they're not really worried. Whoever it is that they want to get in there, whether it be Joe Biden or his placeholder, They'll get them in through rigging of the election and they'll blame it on fatigue over Trump and all the false, false stories about him. Well, since we are talking about stolen elections, let's go to the stolen election from just a few months ago, five, six months ago, over in Arizona and the latest that we have on what's going on there. We actually have Elon Musk weighing in on what Abe Hamadi has been saying. So we have this tweet from Abe Hamadi. FYI, your ballot was 15 times 15x more likely to be rejected if you voted on election day in Maricopa County. Now, of course, why is that important? Because Republicans voted on election day. They didn't go with the absentee uh, ballot and mail-in ballot scam. It was all about the showing up to vote and cast your vote on election day. But we have here why this is important. Abe Hamadi, for your information, your ballot was 15 times more likely to be rejected if you voted on election day in Maricopa County. And then he gives the numbers. Mail-in rejected was 1,825. Mail-in accepted, 1.3 million. The rejection rate for mail-in ballots was 0.13%. But if you look at election day ballots, they had less than a quarter million accepted and almost 5,000 rejected, a, re a, a percentage rejection rate of 2%. Now, of course, folks, this is very important because of how tight the race was. How tight was that race? See, they just, it didn't have to be this huge whopping fake win of Katie Hobbs and Abe uh, Hamadi over Chris Mays. I mean, look how close that thing was. And they did it by making sure that voters were, uh, Republican voters, as you can see, were disenfranchised. And then... If you look at the very bottom of this, we have Elon Musk replying, responding, hmm, strange. 
Yes, indeed, it was strange. Yes, indeed, it was strange, Mr. Elon Musk, the new owner of Twitter. Now, of course, the leftists jumped on there to uh, give their opinion and say, oh, no, this is more fake news, but we know it wasn't. We know it wasn't. Let's get into Amy, Amy Cohn Barrett. Let's get into some news having to do with what is going on over at the Supreme Court and what she has been up to. Supreme Court Justice Barrett gives Illinois City until Monday to respond to challenges to assault weapons ban. Yesterday afternoon, U.S. Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett gave the city of Naperville in Illinois until this coming Monday, the 8th, to respond to a challenge levied against its assault weapons ban. Robert Beavis, owner of Law Weapons and Supply, claims Naperville is destroying his business and that it is unconstitutional. Is it me, folks, or does it seem like just about everything that happens in, in and around Chicago and Illinois except for the rural areas where they are also victims of the Democrat tyranny of high population centers that most of the news that we report on coming out of Illinois, much love to those of you brothers and sisters in Illinois, is unconstitutional. They don't care about the rule of law. They don't care about uh, law and order. They are a cesspool of the woke and the Marxist agenda. Breitbart News is reporting that Beavis filed an emergency application with Justice Barrett asking the court to intervene and issue an injunction against two separate assault weapons bans in Illinois pending appellate review. One of the bans in Naperville and the other is the state-level ban contained in the Protect Illinois Communities Act. This is the issue of the case. Can the government ban the sale, purchase, and possession of certain semi-automatic firearms and firearms magazines tens of millions of which are possessed by law-abiding citizens for lawful purposes when there is no analogous, analogous, analogous historical ban as required in D.C. versus Heller and New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, which of course is that very transformative and awesome Second Amendment upholding Supreme Court decision from last year. Now, there's us besides the constitutional concerns, uh, there are also, how shall I say it, other concerns that have to do with processes and what have you. So folks, we need to look out and see how this is going to uh, get a, uh, be ruled on by Amy Conant Barrett to see if she's the real deal or not. I hope she judges uh, rightfully and does the right thing. Okay, I know I, I've read you guys' criticism that I talk, uh, that I've been reporting a lot on BCP Unfiltered about the, uh, the whole transgender uh, movement. And part of that, of course, has been that under the old model, I was on YouTube doing open source news. And then on BCP Unfiltered, I talk about the things that I fully wanted to talk about or report on. 
that I couldn't talk about on YouTube. Well, that's not the, the case anymore. So BCP Unfiltered talks about everything. But we, so, you know, we, we're, we're going to have less coverage uh, because we don't have to worry about censored versus non-censored things that we would have on our YouTube show versus here. You guys are going to get everything. Once again, if you are a BCP uh, paid subscriber, you're going to get everything. But when it comes to the agenda, the agenda, folks, is very, very dangerous. It's not just because of what's going on in the civil world with this. It's becoming very dangerous because of how it is part of the deep state's way of weakening our military and making us weak on the world stage. I want you to meet the new Navy Digital Ambassador. That's right, I want you to meet our new Navy Digital Ambassador. America's military has been plummeting, has seen, excuse me, maybe I should be wearing my glasses more often on this show. What do you guys think? I'm, I, I just have reading glasses sometimes. Do you guys like the look? Do you guys like the look of me in glasses? I don't even know how to wear glasses. We, we, uh, use them for reading. Uh, use them more often. They're often very dirty because I have the uh, bad tendency of putting my uh, grubby hands all over the uh, <laughs> all over the lenses because I'm not used to wearing glasses. Uh, but I digress. Let's try this again. America's military has seen plummeting recruiting numbers for a variety of reasons. According to a survey last year, only 13% of 18 to 29 year olds are highly willing to join the military. Now, of course, we know that part of this has to do with the fact that, you know, they're pushing the jabs, the uh, the, the vaccines and people don't want to get it. But also it's the woke culture of the military. You want badass, love American, uh, red-blooded people to serve in the military. I mean, you don't want the... Uh, the, the, the limp-wristed, weak, woke, effeminate, nothing against effeminate, but you, you don't want the, the weak wusses in the military. You want the badass, the hardened types. And they're not going to be going for this nonsense. So, now we have this person. A report from the Daily Caller is revealing that the Navy thought Hiring a drag queen to convince young Americans to join was a good idea. Yo man, second class Joshua Kelly, a biological male who goes by the stage name Harpy Daniels, announced on TikTok, TikTok that he was the Navy's new digital ambassador. And of course, Kelly is, uh, Kelly is on that TikTok, which is of course is Chinese. Own. So he's a drag queen using a Chinese spy app. According to Daily Caller, the digital ambassador initiative in which Kelly participated ran from October 2022 to March 2023. By the way, way back in 2018, we have Kelly having participated in a drag show. Now it is unknown whether Kelly uh, con continues to perform in drag as part of the Navy program. 
But this is what was reported by Fox News. Kelly gloated about doing this on Instagram. Quote, from joining to 216 and being able to share my drag experience on my off time with my fellow sailors has been a blessing. This experience has brought me so much strength, courage, and ambition to continue being an advocate and representation of queer sailors. Isn't the military about unification, about being together? I mean, seriously, folks, what the hell do I care about what you do on your off time? This agenda obviously is meant to weaken our military. This is all by design, folks. Let me read this to you again. And you'll see how silly it is if we substitute other things. From joining the 2016, uh, this is what Kelly was gloating to Fox News. But I'm going to change it to to make an example here of who really cares what you do on your private time. Why should the Navy be promoting this? From joining the 2016 and being able to share my comic book collecting experience on my off time with my sailors has been a blessing. And this experience has brought me so much strength, courage, and ambition to continue being an advocate for comic book collectors. From joining to 2016 and being able to share my SNM bondage love that my wife and I share on our off time with my fellow my fellow sailors has an has been a blessing that this experience has brought me so much strength, courage and ambition to continue being into sadomasochism and swinging with my wife and being a representative of the SMN, SNM culture with my fellow sailors. Or how about this? This one will probably piss them off. From joining to 2016 and being able to share my Christian experience and the blessings that the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has brought into my life with my sailor, with my fellow sailors has been a blessing. This experience of being able to share my testimonial and my testimony of Jesus Christ, of Holy Scripture, of the resurrection, of living the Beatitudes has brought me so much strength, courage, and ambition to keep being an advocate and represent, represent, representative of Christ to my fellow Christian sailors. You're not hearing the other ones, right? Where's the representation for the freaky cisgender sailors? Where's the representation for the stamp and comic book collecting sailors? Where is the representation of the Christian sailors? It only works one way, folks. It only works one way. And that is for a sick agenda. Now, the, uh, the response, <laughs> uh, we got to go through some of these responses. They are entertaining, if I do say so myself. The Navy is using a drag queen to push recruitment. Drag queens can't win a battle with the public school board, much less the Taliban.
Tell me what Putin and Xi think about the U.S. Navy's new drag queen recruiter. This is them. Isn't that interesting? Ooh, is that a morale booster? Seeing this sailor in makeup and a dress? Hoping to inspire people all around the world. Oh, this is so important. Still be yourself. Why can't you be yourself? Uh, when you're not in uniform, you can be. I mean, really? In 2023, do we really care if someone lets their freak flag fly on their own time? Do we really care about that? Do we really care? My goodness gracious. They're being intentionally ridiculous to ignite the right so they can label them bigots and claim they are too radical to elect. Well, that's one theory, I'm sure. How about this? So the U.S. military recruitment misses their goal by a mile, Charlie Kirk says, all, all while exp ex forcing experimental vaccines on troops, training recruits on pronoun usage, teaching CRT at service academies, establishing a new DEI committee at the Department of Defense, General Miley endorsing reading White Rage, and instead of getting a clue, their strategy is to enlist a drag queen influencer that goes by the name Harpy Daniels to help meet recruiting goals. I'm sure China is shaking in their boots and absolutely terrified. Really, my fellow patriots, if you were to go back 10 years, 10 short years, and I gave you a peak that today in 2023, that the U.S. Navy would be using drag queen Joshua Kelly, a.k.a. Harpy Daniels, to attract new enlistment. Would you even believe that this was a real story? Would you even believe you, would you believe me if I came from the past and showed you this tweet? Would you even believe it's real? If I told you what was going on in America right now, would you even believe it's real? All right, let's go to Cap the Capitol Hill. Let's talk about what's going on. Let's tie war, the military, Ukraine, and Kevin McCarthy all together. And folks, yes, I am doing more intentional pauses because I am improving, working on improving this show. We have many people that now listen to this show in podcast format. And I'm trying to avoid these ums and ahs and uh uh and likes. I was born in New York and lived there the half first half of my childhood, then the last half of my childhood in California, where we say like. And I'm trying to take away the ums and ahs for my brothers and sisters listening to me 
on Spotify, Audible, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course, those of you watching us on Patreon, Spotify, and Locals. What we have from Kevin McCarthy is the following. Kevin McCarthy has given his full support to funding the Ukraine war during his recent trip this week to Israel. Here's what Bloomberg is saying. Speaker Kevin McCarthy gave his most full-throated support for aiding Ukraine in its war against the Russian invasion in a heated exchange with a Russian news agency reporter in Jerusalem. McCarthy has in the past called for further scrutiny of aid to Ukraine, responding in part to, <laughs> of course, they call us far right when we don't want all of this. This is what this is what the Daily Caller says. Of course they do. Uh, excuse me, Bloomberg. McCarthy has in the past called for further scrutiny of aid to Ukraine, responding to far-right members of the GOP who have been critical of U.S. aid going to Kiev. Now, of course, this is ridiculous, folks, because guess who else has been with Republicans and conservatives in not wanting all of this war money going to Ukraine? Leftists, traditional Democrats and anti-warmongers. Not just people like Tulsi Gabbard, but others as well. Others as well. There have been a lot of Democrats who are not for the war machine, who have been very, very vocal, anti-war vocal. But of course, they've got to blame everything on the far-right MAGA folks. So, Bloomberg is saying that McCarthy has in the past given in to far-right members of the GOP who have been critical of aid, including President Donald Trump, the front-runner to the Republican nominee, has also made critical comments about the U.S. effort to defend Ukraine. However, Kevin McCarthy, on this trip, quote, I vote for aid for Ukraine. I support aid for Ukraine. That was Kevin McCarthy who folded, he wants to fund the Ukraine-NATO war on Russia via our tax dollars. Here's the actual quote. The speaker on a trip to Israel was asked by a reporter from a Russian news agency if the U.S. will curtail aid to Ukraine. Quote, I vote for aid for Ukraine, McCarthy said. I do not support what your country has done to Ukraine. I do not support your killing of the children either. You should pull out, and I don't think it's right, the speaker said. You will continue, we will continue to support, and I think the rest of the world sees it just as it is. So this should come as no surprise that Kevin McCarthy is now showing his true colors after for a while really working uh, on being, at least acting like he was part of the MAGA. Now, he's done a bang-up job, better than I expected in many realms, and many aspects, and many parts of his job as Speaker of the House. But Kevin, California Kevin, has let his true colors once again come forward. And as Gateway Pundit did, they put this uh, flashback 
where they showed us not too long ago, weakling Kevin McCarthy, we're not going to impeach Joe Biden, refuses to confront Marx's onslaught, destroying America. The guys and gals over at the Gateway Pundit reminding us yet again that Kevin McCarthy, sooner or later, eventually comes around and shows us his true colors yet again. Okay, folks, I was going to show you this story, but I'm going to skip it. Oh, actually, I'll just go through it very quickly since I have it queued up here. What are your thoughts about this story? About this TJ Maxx customer who saw two shoplifters trying to escape stealing bags of merchandise and took actions, took, uh, took it into his own hands uh, to stop them. And a good Samaritan trying to stop two alleged thieves at a TJ Maxx in Miraloma. Dramatic video captured by a customer showing the takedown at the location on Lemonite Avenue. At least two women wearing black hoodies seen trying to walk out with arms full of purses. But when the second one tried to leave, a man jumped in to stop her, tackling her, eventually knocking her to the ground. Let me go. Let me go. After a brief struggle, the alleged thief was able to get away. It's unclear what merchandise actually was taken. So far, no arrests have been made. Of course, this was a white man and a woman of color. So that's getting the leftists all up uh, in a tizzy. But as someone pointed out here, TJ Maxx, donated $10 million over ten, two years to global organizations that combat racial injustice and systemic racism. And of course, it's this idea that it's racist to enforce the law because the truth of the matter is, I, I, I know facts are racist, but in inner cities, uh, there's a disproportionate amount of crimes committed by black people. So instead, instead of holding up black people to the same standard as white people, leftists and George Soros DAs and attorneys general throughout the nation want there to be less enforcement of laws so you get this type of rampant lawlessness. People were mad that he took, it's not even his job. He just wanted an excuse to beat this woman. How does this man breaking the law qualify him as a Good Samaritan. Maybe, just maybe, people in California are tired of paying high prices because crime and loss has been baked into the, the cost of goods on top of that inflation. All by design, folks. All by design. So, how about this? Let's get, let's get into uh, this next story of wokeism fail. Let's uh, get into what's happening over in the University of Texas over at Austin. This, folks, is an absolutely true story. I am not making up what I'm about to tell you. This really is happening, folks. This really is happening over at the 
University of Texas. Austin, of course. It had to be Austin if it's Texas. Is scrubbing the feminist glossary and is going to be using the word women spelled W-I-M-M-I-N so that students and faculty can avoid using the word ending in men. According to them, this is empowering. White supremacy, the belief that the belief system that underlies the concept of whiteness, a historically based, institutionally perpetuated system of exploitation and oppression of continents, nations, and individuals of color by white individuals and nations, nations of the European continent to maintain and defend a system of wealth, power, and privilege. Women, a non-standard spelling of the word woman used by feminists to avoid the word ending men. Hmm. So the University of Texas is now promoting the misspelling of the word. Think about this, folks. Let's just think about this. Let's just think about this. An institution of higher learning is now promoting the misspelling of an English word, which is spelled W-O-M-E-N, because they're offended by the three last letters of said word. I mean, how can you not think that we're not living in a Mickey Mouse world in 2023? All in the name, supposedly, of empowerment. Of empowerment. An institution of higher learning, of which where you have to take an SAT, an ACT, ACT, you probably don't have to take those anymore because of how everything's been going now. They don't even have these standard, standardized tests uh, to get in anymore. An institution of higher learning is promoting the misspelling of a word because three letters in that word are offensive to some people. Someone pinch me. I'm getting tired of this Mickey Mouse upside down world, this twilight zone in which we are living. And I'm sure you do as well. Now, Arizonans are probably very tired of this individual, their fake governor, Katie Hobbs, who like the aforementioned race that I I covered earlier in this episode with uh, Abe Hamadi. She is, like Joe Biden in the Oval Office, a fake governor. It's been, um, it's been, she's avoiding the press. That is the latest uh, news here. We know that elections have consequences and stolen election have consequences as well. And here are the consequences with having Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs ran from a herd of her favorite liberal reporters yesterday, not conservative ones, liberal ones, as they attempted to ask her simple questions about her agenda and her recently vetoed legislation. 
Of course, this is a pattern for the fraudulently elected Arizona governor. She's vetoed all kinds of stuff. And when the liberal press, the liberal press, folks, the liberal press, my brothers and sisters, we're not even talking about Breitbart or BCP News or Newsmax. We're talking about the liberal people that are propping her up and the lie that she was duly elected. She won't even answer them. And of course, we know why this is. And Carrie Lake knows why this is. Carrie Lake tweeting out, Katie Hobbs didn't campaign or debate. She locked herself in the bathroom to avoid answering questions. She ran her own election and participated in the certification. The media acted like this was normal behavior. Of course, she didn't respect you guys. She owns you guys. The, I mean, how dare you? How dare you press whether you support her or not, want her to answer your questions? And there she is doing what Katie Hobbs did during the campaign that she stole. She ran a campaign and she certified her own campaign. 10 years ago, if I told you that this would be obvious and upheld, would you believe me? Would you have believed me? Perhaps you may have if your eyes were open on all the uh, cheating that, that went on during the re-election of Obama. But I think a majority of people would have a hard time believing what we are putting up with. Uh, I, I think a majority of us, I would say, 10, 12 years ago, would have a hard time believing what we are seeing now. Tell me your thoughts, by the way, folks. I'm not on YouTube, but we do have comment section on all the platforms. So tell me what you think in the comment section of uh, Patreon, Spotify, or Locals. Tell me what you think of the stories that I have been covering with you here today. Now let's get into some Trump news. How about that? Trump news <laughs> via Vanity Fair. I know. We don't generally think of Trump news and Vanity Fair, but this is uh, this is a, a story that's actually coming out of Vanity Fair, if you believe that. Donald Trump kicked NBC reporter Vaughn Hilliard off his plane after his massive rally that took place uh, last month in Waco, Texas. The rally was held after New York City DA Alvin Bragg charged President Trump with over 30 fake felonies in their latest lawfare case against President Trump. 
Now thousands had turned out to, to see President Trump in Waco, Texas. And NBC reporter Hilliard asked President Trump about Bragg's frivolous lawsuit against him. So this is what went down. Former President Donald Trump reportedly grabbed an NBC reporter's phone and demanded he be removed from his plane after he was asked about the criminal probe by Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg during an informal press gaggle, according to a newly obtained audio. The heated exchange, which was first reported by Vanity Fair, occurred on March 25th following Trump's campaign rally in Waco, Texas. The leading 2024 Republican contender was speaking with a group of reporters aboard his plane when NBC News reporter Vaughn Hilliard suggested that he seemed frustrated by Bragg's investigation. The question seemingly hit a nerve for Trump, who told the reporter not to ask any more questions. I'm not frustrated by anything, Trump replied, according to a recording obtained. What am, what am, what am I, frustrated? I just did a speech for two hours. I'm not frustrated by it. It's a fake investigation. We did nothing wrong. I told you that. It's the exact opposite. This is fake news. And NBC is one of the worst at it. Don't ask me any more questions, Trump said. I heard you're a nice guy from NBC, but you're not, Trump later added. Nearly a half hour passed with Hilliard reportedly trying to continue to ask another question about Bragg's investigation. And that's when President Trump said, I don't want to talk to you. You're not a nice guy. In the obtained recording, Trump can be heard telling his aides to get him out of here. Let's go. Get him out of here, out of here, out of here. Now, one thing we have to remember is that President Trump is not the president of the United States right now. And that the press that are there are there as his guests. Now, I don't, I don't agree or disagree with what President Trump did here. I would disagree if he were the president of the United States. But he's a private citizen and he's running a campaign. And if you have the propagandists from NBC in your midst, well, I think you have the right as a private citizen to oust them. I'm curious, what do you think about this action of President Trump? Put your comment down below. I'm curious to see. All right, let's get into some news about Tucker Carlson and more leaks. Now, you know, folks, that these uh, uh, Tucker Carlson leaks, you know, these leaks are BS, right? They're coming from Fox News. They're coming from Fox News. What Fox is trying to do, of course, is they are trying to, uh, they're trying to make Tucker look bad. This is a smear campaign against Tucker Carlson, but it's, it's not working out. Here is the latest Dominion leak that Tucker Carlson texted about white men fighting. He texted against Antifa. He had texts showing his humanity and his human, his personal growth. And of course, the uh, fake news leftist media want you to somehow hate Tucker Carlson and Fox News, or maybe it's Dominion, are leaking these things to damage Tucker Carlson 
and they are failing because I guarantee you, if anything, these things aren't hurting Tucker Carlson. They're helping him. They're showing that Tucker Carlson isn't one of the elitist lapdogs, hook, line, and sinker, follow the line, leftist reporters, woke reporters at Fox, which is essentially the same as those at CNN, the Huffington Post, and everywhere else. Now, what this is showing us is that Tucker Carlson is an actual human being and an individual. An individual capable of being human and independent thought. So we have another text message from Tucker Carlson that was leaked last night. He texted a colleague about three Trump supporters beating an an Antifa kid in Washington, D.C., where he goes on to explain how he had a change of heart and that somebody somewhere probably loved this kid. Oh, we're supposed to hate Tucker Carlson because he felt bad that an Antifa kid is misguided and the someone's child and he got beat by Trump supporters. That Tucker Carlson didn't just wholeheartedly sign on with Trump supporters beating an Antifa kid and actually had charity and humanity and compassion. Did they really think that that was going to make people hate Tucker even more? Of course they did because these are sociopaths, psychopaths. These are demonic Satanists, Luciferians who love lies and love violence and can't understand that perhaps, just perhaps, people would be drawn more to Tucker Carlson for his, his humanity. In a different statement and a very thoughtful awareness is what we saw from Tucker Carlson. This was all published in the New York Times last night. And they wanted people to be outraged. And according to the New York Times, believe it or not, this statement that I'm about to read you below contributed to Tucker's firing. And of course, uh, I should probably say uh, firing in air quotation marks because as I reported over the weekend, Megan Kelly is saying that he's not fired. He's actually still on payroll. He's still on Fox News' under contract. They just don't have his show up because they want to silence him. And he's got to to negotiate his exit. But let's go with the narrative that he's been fired. This is what the tweet said. A couple of weeks ago, I was watching a video of people fighting on the street in Washington. A group of Trump guys surrounded an Antifa kid and started pounding the living shite out of him. It was three against one at least. Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable, obviously. It is not how white men fight. Yet suddenly I found myself rooting for the mob against the man, hoping they'd hit him harder. I uh, kill him. I really wanted them to hurt the kid. I could taste it. Then somewhere deep in my brain, an alarm went off. This isn't good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. The Antifa creep is a human being. Much as I despise that he's, what he says and does, much as I'm sure I'd hate him personally if I knew him, I shouldn't gloat over his suffering, I should be bothered by it. I should remember that somewhere somebody probably loves his kid and would be crushed if he was killed. If I don't care about these things, if, if I reduce people to their politics, 
how am I better than he is? I mean, folks, that, that is Tucker Carlson showing humanity. But of course, this was leaked as the reason why Tucker Carlson may have been fired and we're supposed to be outraged that uh, over this. I guess the line they wanted there to be focused is, this is not how white men fight. They wanted you to be racist about this. Like, that's not how white men fight, but black people jump in. And, uh, and, and yes, we have seen several footage, unfortunately, of black youth doing just that. All right, I don't really have a, a, a transition here or a segue, but this is a black person that we're talking about here in our next story. And that is some good news against the George Soros-funded St. Louis Circuit Attorney Court, uh, Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner, who we are now finding out a judge has said that yes, she must go to trial over her willful neglect of duties. New developments in the effort to remove St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner from office. A hearing on the case was canceled today, and there will likely be more delays because Gardner has requested a new judge. But before that judge stepped aside, he issued a ruling about an hour ago determining that there is enough evidence for Kim Gardner to go to trial for neglecting her duties. Mike, in his final act as the judge on this case, Judge John Torbisky gave the Missouri Attorney General's office a win. He said almost all of the counts against Kim Gardner fit the criteria of the law to take her to trial. And on those counts that he did dismiss, he says the Attorney General can refile them if he finds more evidence. George Soros puppets are pushing for lawlessness. And it is great to see the law being applied not just for normal citizens, but actually going after these Soros puppets using the rule of law. Something that they are abdicating, these George Soros puppets, they're abdicating the responsibility as DAs and attorneys general. And it's good to see attorney generals, attorneys general or this attorney general going after a DA who is not doing their job and as being a minion and a tool and a puppet for the George Soros team. It's not just George Soros, folks. George Soros is one person funding it and he's a very powerful individual. He's one of Satan's minions, but he's got a whole cabal of people involved in these efforts. Bailey says Gardner's office hasn't produced a single document during the two months since the lawsuit seeking to remove her was filed. But the judge who will rule on the motions remains unclear. Saturday, Gardner's legal team asked for a new judge. Judge John Torbitsky canceled a status hearing Tuesday. St. Louis University School of Law expert Anders Walker says it's a legal strategy Gardner might be using to get a more conservative judge. A more conservative judge might be more likely to recommend that she be removed. That would be more likely to go to the Supreme Court. And then the show will begin. Now, really, wh why would Kim Gardner want a conservative judge who's then going to kick her out? And then it goes to the Supreme Court. Because most likely, folks, the Supreme Court is compromised. And she can make this an issue of race and not 
that she has been doing the bidding of her overlord and master, well, Satan, via George Soros and letting these criminals go free. She is trying to make a spectacle about it, and I'm sure she's trying to make it all about race and her being a woman so they can distract from the actual issue. And then when it goes to the Supreme Court, if that's her goal, is because George Soros probably controls that as well, or the cabal does. These people always are scheming, plotting, and planning, and it's never for the benefit of the people. But perhaps, perhaps we are seeing, being optimistic, the takedown of one of George Soros' foot soldiers. All right, thank you, folks. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you once again uh, supporting us uh, on the OG, original place for the show, Patreon, and Locals, and Spotify, and all the BCP podcast platforms. Let me know if you like the longer episodes where I can cover other stories I probably wouldn't have in the past. Or, once again, folks, we are in a transitional uh, period here. Let me know if you'd like to have shorter episodes. Your feedback, I'm being very transparent here, is much appreciated as I have plans for where we're going, but your input is vital. Thank you, big hug, ciao, and God bless. Power!